Did you know that a shrimp's heart is in its head? We've got all sorts of fun and interesting facts and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Digital with Rhino. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Ryan O. In case you didn't know, I'm Ryan O. This is my show and I know exactly what you're thinking, but that's a it's kind of a fishy situation that we got ourselves into. Let's see if we can move on. In today's episode, we're going to have lots of fun and a half and you might even learn something or two. Yes, folks, here at Did You Know with Ryan O, we go all over we go over all sorts of um, random facts about Science, history, culture. Um, we also talk about pop culture and we have fun while we're doing it. But we don't necessarily do that alone. Yes, folks, this episode I am graced with a special guest. He works with me over at the toy store. He's a pretty awesome guy, um, hailing from the Philadelphia area. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam O. No relation. Uh, Adam, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's it's my pleasure, dude. Um, <laughs> t- tell the kids at home a little bit about you. Um, from, I'm originally from Pennsylvania, um, and then uh, decided I did not like the cold, and uh, moved down to Florida, where it's much warmer. Uh, went to school for hotel restaurant management. I uh, used to work at a restaurant back home. Don't currently work in a restaurant. Don't, don't know if I'll ever go back to working in a restaurant. What type of restaurant did you work at when you uh, did? Uh, I worked at a, just a quick service place back home. It's called Yakos. It's a hot dog joint. Um, there's five, five stores, I think, just in the, in the Lehigh Valley where I'm from. Uh, I worked there for 10 years before I finally moved down here. Um, but you know, I'd only ever worked in food and beverage, um, until I moved down here and then got into a merchandise role. And, uh, I don't know if I'll ever go back. I don't really like going home and smelling like grease all the time. What was the number one special, uh, at the hot dog place you worked at? Uh, it would just be a regular, like Yakos hot dog. Uh, everything was, uh, mustard, onions, and chili sauce. And it was a uh, uh, like family recipe for the, the the chili sauce. Only the the owner knows like the secret recipe. Um, so it's in a traditional and, coney dog then. Uh yeah, pretty much. It, yeah, it's essentially yeah. Because the the Midwesterners know a traditional coney dog is um, onions, chili, and mustard. Yep. Nice. So they had yep, their yep, their yep. own special thing. Do they even sell T-shirts and whatnot? Um, I think they started recently, but they never really did while I was there. We'd have people all the time that would ask, like, oh, you know, can we get your t-shirts? You know, because we, we had Yako's t-shirts that we would wear when we were working. Do you still um, have yours? But, uh, I do. I don't, I don't think I have them down here with me. I think they might still be at home in Pennsylvania with my parents, um, but I still have them. Nice. Because, like, they would give you two to start with, and then every year you were there um, for, uh, like, on your birthday, you'd get, like, a little birthday package with, a, you know, a card and usually some little goodies, and there was always an extra T-shirt in there. Um, 
for for you to wear while you're working. So I've got, and I was there ten years, so <laughs> I got a crap ton of them at home. So pretty much, we'll start seeing um, once you do get those t-shirts back. I expect to see plenty of profile pictures with a whole bunch of hot dogs on them. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> I, I do enjoy hot dogs. They are tasty. I mean, I, I worked there for 10 years and I still never got tired of eating hot dogs. Nice. Uh, so what, what's, what's your favorite hot dog? Like, what would you say goes on the perfect hot dog for you? Oh man, that's difficult. Uh, cause I, I do just like a Yakos hot dog, mustard, onions, and chili sauce. It's, it's, you know, cl- classic. It's good. Um, but I do also, sometimes I'm not in the mood for chili. So, um, in that case, I like to get a hot dog with onions, relish, and sauerkraut. Nice. Uh, and I, I, I'm personally, you know, I'm from Pennsylvania, you know, the Pennsylvania Dutch and everything, um, Polish are all up in that, in the area that I, that I live in. So, um, sauerkraut is just kind of a staple in that area. And I just, I love sauerkraut. It's really tasty. I like the, the tanginess from it. Um, the sour. Uh, and it just adds a nice flavor with the, the I usually get like sweet relish and then the, the bite from the onion all together. It's just mm, tasty. So it's the sweet and the, the spicy together. Yeah. Kind of like a like chocolate dipped pretzel where you've got the saltiness and the sweet at the same time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Us here in the podcast are, are quite a fan of, of mixing multiple different palettes of flavors, especially when, when <laughs> Rachel starts talking about food. It's normally a, a mild combination of this and that, and it usually ends up being delicious. Uh, I mean, so, so, some of the weirdest sounding combinations are uh, incredibly good. Uh, I, I made um, some uh, chicken last week, um, and uh, it's the simplest recipe ever. There's five ingredients total. Uh, two of them aren't really even ingredients. Um, you you. Bread the chicken with a little bit of flour, fry it in a little bit of oil, just a few minutes on each side, and then you cook it with ketchup and cola. Ketchup and cola? Yeah. I'm it in. sounds like the weirdest thing, but when the so you, you cover it for 30 minutes and cook it that way, and then you uncover it for another 30 and and let it kind of you know reduce down and just the ketchup and the, the coke breaks down the ketchup and everything, just makes this really tasty sauce. Delicious. Sounds super weird. I'm going to have so to use that sort of thing for like a new um, stir fry recipe. All right. It, it, it was it, it, it was good. We ended up making it with uh, I, you just made some rice on the side. And I think Nate had put in what does Nate usually put in his rice like uh, soy sauce and teriyaki sauce and mixes it all together. That sounds so about right. We did that with the, with the chicken. Uh, I wasn't sure how the like the teriyaki and soy sauce is going to go with the Coke and ketchup, but it ended up being real good. Nice. Uh-huh. I like um, utilizing, like if I'm going to do rice, um, soy with either um, P.F. Chang's Mongolian sauce or their sesame sauce or their teriyaki sauce, because you can buy that at your local international foods section. Uh-huh which I hope yep. they sponsor our show one of these days. That's right. Did you know with Rhino is sponsored by Mongolian Barbecue? <laughs> or P.F. Chang's. You talk about P.F. Chang's a lot on your <laughs> podcast? <laughs> no, but if they give me the right money, yes. 
<laughs> you, you would just go on and just talk about them all, all day if you needed to. <laughs> I could go over their entire menu and do like a, a taste testing, bring the podcast live to a location and do a giant taste test for the menu. That's what I would do for that company. That, that would be a fun time, I think. <laughs> I have never actually had P.F. Chang's before. You've never had P.F. Chang's before? <laughs> I've I, The only P.F. Chang's I've gotten is like they have like the, uh, in the freezer section at your grocery store, they have like the uh, the dinner for two freezer bags. I ha- I've had the, the, the sweet and sour chicken, uh, like dinner for two bag that I made at home. But I've never actually been to any of the restaurants. Uh, so this is going to be a little bit weird for our, our viewers, or sorry, our listeners at home. But but for you, um, the closest one, closest P.F. Chang's for you is over near the Mall Millennia. Okay. Uh, I recommend it uh, once this... <laughs> not that far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's only about 25 minutes away. Yeah. Uh, so once this pandemic is over, I recommend going there. Uh, what Rachel gets is her the double pan fried noodles. It is not on the recipe, but it is delicious. You get that with chicken, uh, and then you okay. can add whatever spices you want to it. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll have to give it a try. Or what will probably happen is I go out to eat at P.F. Uh, Chang's, get leftovers, and bring you the leftovers like I normally do. <laughs> like you did with that uh, – uh, what was it? The, the the Mexican place or something? You brought me some pork? <laughs> yeah. It was the, the El Volcan, which we've um, gone back many times since – and establish that the chicken is 10 times better than the pork. Ooh, and that pork was tasty. I know. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> so, so so for those of you listening, uh, the El Volcan was, um, was chicken or pork with chorizo, with uh, their homemade cheese, salsa. I think it was kind of like a green salsa. Um, onions and pineapple all, all together. On a tortilla. Yep. Just sounds good. Oh, it is every... I get it every other time because I need to have some variety. Uh, so then what do you get other the other time? The other time I get like a, a combination platter of um, a couple of tacos or burritos or um, tamales or something like that or fajitas. Okay. I should write a song. Mm, tacos, t- burritos, <laughs> tamales, taquitos. Everybody loves some Mexican. I'd buy it. Yeah, it'd be number one on my album called Songs in the Key of Awesome. <laughs> that's a good uh, album title. Oh, I, that's what I've labeled every single one of these podcasts as. So any song that's featured in the podcast goes on my um, digital album, which is not available yet, but you know, could be um, if somebody uh-huh. is interested in. But yeah, it, songs in the key of awesome—that's what I call it. That's great. I love it. Well, well speaking of, of interacting with people back home, uh, n- now I guess it's time for us to go into uh, our lovely segment known as Rhino and the Mailbox of Doom. This is where I open up the mailbox and try to answer and discover some interesting treasure without getting chased by a giant boulder. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to start with our uh, email selection. See, lately okay. on the emails, um, I got an, uh, a spam email. Oh, it's a doozy. Because every single email nowadays um, is connected to like the 
like all these databases because of the uh, the virus thing going on right now. So, uh-huh. so I've gotten some some doozies uh, pertaining to the to just about nonsense. And the most recent one I've got is about um, motorcycle insurance. Okay. This is um, I'm not going to give the name of the company because it's just. So ridiculous. <clears throat> so to help protect your motorcycle, ATV, or snowmobile, and more from theft and damage, uh, get more out of collision coverage. So they're trying to sell you collision coverage on an ATV or like motorbike or snowmobile, something that you normally wouldn't be crashing into anything anyways. But just in yeah. case, they want to sell me some motorcycle insurance. <laughs> and ATVs. Have you ever expressed any interest in uh, uh, motorcycles or ATVs at all online? <laughs> uh, I have not. I mean, I used to ride ATVs all the time back when I was younger, uh, but I'd never have talked about it online up until today. <laughs> so, so there's that that's, one. It's an interesting one. I mean, I, I would, I would imagine they would probably try to add like life insurance or something with that too because if you're getting into a collision on a motorcycle or an atv um there's a huge potential you're not going to make that (laughs) make it out of that yeah there's also property damage which is a big one on this one um the rest of the email was talking about um thirty thousand dollars in operational equipment coverage (laughs) yeah so that that's a choice so i guess that's what they want to sell me so that is the I mean, whatever um, floats your boat. I, I know it, it's, it, but it's ridiculous and crazy. Uh, speaking <laughs> of ridiculous and crazy, um, on the book of faces, I have asked everyone a whole bunch of series of questions because we've got a lot of free time. So, uh, uh, oh. yep, you know exactly what's coming yes. up. Um, and this <laughs> particular one is about people's least favorite pizza toppings. Uh, <laughs> I I didn't. I, I didn't respond to that one because I was just like, I, I didn't want to be obvious and just put pineapple. <laughs> That's fair. So you like pineapple, but you just don't like it on your pizza. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind pineapple on occasion. Not the biggest fan, um, but but it, it, like it's not bad. Just on pizza, I'm just it, it doesn't belong on pizza. So you'd say it, it belong in that Mexican dish um, that you ate, the yes. the El Volcan, but not on a pizza. Yeah, that that's that's fair. So let's let's talk about uh-huh. some of the other yeah. um, uh, recommendations that people say, like anchovies. Oh, I don't. No, I don't, thank you. Honestly, like I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a seafood person. I don't know. If, like if if it was once in the water, I probably won't enjoy it. Same, same here. I, I don't like I, I've, seafood. I've tried so many different, and I've tried a lot of it. I just don't enjoy any of it. Like I've, I've, I've had tilapia and like cod, like the white meat fish isn't bad, but if there's any other option, I'm going to take that over fish. What about, uh, black olives? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not, not, not a fan. I see. I, I'm not the most adventurous of, of eaters. Um, I've been getting better over the past, you know, few years, but uh, olives are just one thing I never really could wrap my palate around. Uh, someone here is saying that black olives and barbecue sauce doesn't belong on a pizza. 
I disagree with the second part. You can do a pretty good barbecue sauce pizza. You can do a very good barbecue sauce pizza if you put chicken on it. Or pork. Or Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, just any sort of meats. My, my, my favorite type of pizza to order from Papa John's, if I'm like, usually I end up getting like uh, uh, cheese or pepperoni, but Papa John's is the only place that actually delivers to my neighborhood, which is upsetting. Which It's fine, though. Papa John's is one of my favorites uh, for the chain pizza restaurants. Um, but I, I, I like the Meat Lovers pizza from Papa John's. It's got like, uh, was it Canadian bacon, sausage, pepperoni? Nah, I don't remember all. There's like five different meats on it. And then I substitute it with barbecue sauce. They have like a honey barbecue sauce. And it just pulls it all together. I, I enjoy it so much better with the barbecue sauce than with the tr- regular pizza sauce on it. Uh, I'm I'm with you all except for uh, bacon and Canadian. I, I don't like hammer bacon. Okay. You don't like bacon? I don't. Oh, man, Ryan. I know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a super bacon person. Like, you know, some people go crazy for bacon. I'm very particular with my bacon. Like, I don't like it crunchy. I like it to still to have a little bit of... Uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like, uh, you, you don't want it to be extra crispy. Yeah, I, just, I, I can't think of the word right now um, that, I, that I'm looking for. But yeah, I, I, I like it chewy. I like it to be a little chewy still. Sure. Um, like if, 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 if I bite into a piece of bacon and it just snaps and like falls apart, it's too, it's too cooked. For me, it's, it's just a flavor. Like I can do pulled pork. Um, I, I can do pork as a general, but something about like when, when, you, when you cure it, and when you uh, do different things to it, like ham and bacon, not a fan. Uh huh. Huh. So, are are you not the biggest fan of just like bunch meats in general? Because a lot of those are cured. Okay. Yeah. All I, right. I, I mean, like my my favorite lunch meat growing up was bologna. I do like me a, a good bologna and cheese sandwich. And I don't really like salami, which is like the closest thing to a pepperoni. Yeah. But I love pepperoni. Yeah, I enjoy all of that. Pepperoni is good. I do, I do like pepperoni. I can just like just munch on a bag of pepperoni. Like I got uh, uh, like the little pepperoni slices for pizza. I made my own pizza a couple weeks ago, and I just had these you know these extra rings of pepperoni. And sometimes just open up the container, just start munching on the pepperoni just on its own. Last week I made myself a grilled cheese with um, with mozzarella, and then I added small pepperonis to it. Oh, that sounds good. I like to do, um, I, I would do like little um, pepperoni and cheese roll-ups. I had uh, just like little extra tortillas uh, um, with just pepperoni and cheese. And I'd roll them up and put them in like, I have like a little like George Foreman grill panini press thing. Just roll them up and put them in that, heat them up and, and uh, on, on the on the grill and it was delicious. Nice. It gets a little me- messy once you heat up the pepperoni because all the, the oils start to, you know, bleed out of it. But uh, otherwise, it was tasty. Oh sure. Uh, so, so speaking of of finishing off our list of things that are not so tasty, um, people don't like. Oh right. <laughs> o- onions or mushrooms on their pizza. I don't mind onions um, if they're cooked. Like, like if if they're not like pre cooked before you put them on the pizza and they're still a little raw by the time the pizza's done, eh. Uh, but 
as long as the onions are are cooked and they're soft when you like eat into the bite into the pizza, you don't really notice them. It just adds this little bit of extra flavor. But I am not a fan of mushrooms. Yeah, I, I don't all. like red onions and I don't like mushrooms, so I, I I get it. They're not my thing. Oh, red red onions are good. That you can. Uh, uh, I have a recipe for it's sweet and sour peppers. Uh, but it, it's it's uh, like red bell peppers and then red onions as well, and you caramelize them with a little bit of sugar and oil, um, and then or no, you just caramelize them with a little bit of sugar, um, and then deglaze with some red wine vinegar, and add some extra virgin olive oil and just let it reduce down, and it sweetens them up so much it's like eating candy. Ooh, that that sounds pretty good. Uh, I just really don't like like plain like they got to be um caramelized like otherwise red onions okay don't don't yes. don't work for me now now uh huh. back on this list the, the the weirdest answers that we've received um okay. besides garlic which everyone likes garlic um who doesn't like garlic? i don't know i don't like bacon so i can't really judge so we got uh, um, i guess you're right <laughs> bernie bots every flavor bean <laughs> And okay. then we got puppies that and drywall. Oh my! Yep, puppies and drywall, both on the same pizza. Yes. Oh, that, that is a. I I don't think that would go very well with uh, uh, on a, on a pizza. Yeah. So 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 that's our list of of people responding online to their uh, least favorite toppings of of pizza. Uh, this is some interesting ones. So for those of you out there who'd like to answer some of our questions, you can always go to Did You Know with Ryan O on Facebook, or you can email us, did you know Ryan O at gmail.com, or on Twitter at Did You Know Ryan O. And we'll go back to more of our awesome conversation right after this. Did you know with Ryan O? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This episode has been brought to you by Everyday Cosplay Finds. Ever wanted to show off your favorite character or group of characters, but don't see things online that match your style? Then check out Everyday Cosplay Finds, bringing cosplay into your everyday. Go to etsy.com shop slash everyday cosplay finds for more information. And now back to our show. And that's going to bring us um, back to uh, another lovely segment called our uh, our word of the week. This is where I get to tell you a word, and you tell me what you think it means and where you think it comes from. Are you ready, Adam? Yeah, let's go. All right, so the word of the week is cruth. C-R-W-T-H. Cruth. Is there even a vowel in that? Uh, I think a W acts as the vowel. Huh. Okay. Um, so I'm supposed to guess what it means and where it comes from? Yep, in any order you'd like. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, Cruth. Um, I'm going to say C-R-W-T-H. That's just so weird. Um, I, I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say it's... Um, It means like uh, I, I don't know, bad. Some 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 something bad. It's uh, or or um, uh, kind of like revolting. 
I have no idea. Um, and where do you think it's, it comes from? Where do you think the word originates? Uh, Transylvania. Well, you're, you're, you're sort of close on one of these um, because it comes okay. from um, Ireland. All right. Which is kind of close to Transylvania. I mean, as close to Ireland as we are, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so the, the word um means in it's an ancient celtic stringed instrument that is plucked or bowed that's what a crook huh. is okay yeah apparently it comes to us from welsh it's the so not even ireland it's more welsh so so that that area um it's similar to a violin in um, the middle english the instrument's name was spelled uh c r o u t h before it kind of became like crowd and then turned into cruth after that c-r-w-t-h it could also mean a uh, swelling or bulging body um because of the violin's bulging form that center area huh okay yep but it also in gaelic um crut, which is c-r-u-i-t can mean a harp or a violin as well as hump or hunch so can you use okay Kruth... in, in Gaelic? Yes, in Gaelic. Um, or hunch. Okay. Um, can I use what Kruth in a sentence? Yes. A sentence. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Uh, uh, the man had a large Kruth on the back of his neck. <laughs> okay, I, I dig it. And then <laughs> the person behind him played it for days. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's great. Um, so jumping into more ridiculous things, uh, we're going to talk about our our science fact of the week. Oh, all right. Um, Adam, did you know that billy goats urinate on their own heads to smell more attractive to females? <laughs> uh, no, I did. I did not know that. It's uh, very, that sounds very scientific too. <laughs> Apparently they they do it in the late summer through the fall, and of course to us we don't think it's a pleasant smell, but uh, oh. the, the ladies like it. Oh man, I'm just trying to imagine like how how do they manage to urinate on their own heads? I like, think their neck it, okay. can tech can like tuck themselves underneath. Interesting. They're very flexible. That's. The... I am afraid <laughs> to research into it. <laughs> The last thing you do is like find a video of it. <laughs> yeah, because then I I uh, check that out, and then you know next thing I get a new email from uh, Goat Lovers Anonymous. They're like, like Mister O, we've noticed that you like goats, so here's images of goats. <laughs> that, that 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 would be um, a, a very good email to put on the. Um, on the segment, uh, the mailbox of doom or mailbox of, what was it? Mailbox of, <laughs> yes. Ryan O in the mailbox of doom. Mailbox of doom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just like Indiana Jones. Just, just talk, talk about all the, uh, the, 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 the goat pictures that were sent to you. <laughs> we, we joke, but now that I said the word goat 17 times around three different electronic <laughs> devices, um, I bet you goat, 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 that someone's going to send me some sort of like, 
uh, message or like weird uh-huh. ad about goats. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, Nate, Nate always says you need to uh, use that to your advantage. We were talking about that at work one day. Um, and he's like, yeah, because, you know, I've, I've, I've been wanting – I've been trying to find a purple pair of J's for months. N- not even lying. 15 minutes later, he gets an ad on eBay for a pair of purple J's. <laughs> That's great. And he's like, see, it works. It's kind of like uh, wishing out to the world when the world can hear every single word that you say. Yeah, it's a little scary. It, it's scary and ridiculous. Speaking of scary and ridiculous, uh, oh, right now we've got this, uh, we've got a whole bunch of people that are scrounging around and trying to find toilet paper because the, the apocalypse is apparently happening. Uh, so we're going to talk. And, and apparently the only thing you need for the apocalypse is toilet paper. That's it. That's all you need. Toilet You don't need to wash your hands. You just need toilet paper. Yeah. But, but in all seriousness, wash your damn hands, people. Please. So, b- back to the toilet paper. Let's talk about um, its its invention. Um, okay. It, it's relatively new, but the ancients still had to wipe their butts because you know that's what you do. So the the Roman philosopher Seneca, who uh, probably pronounced wrong, who lived from four B.C. to sixty five A.D., recorded the use of a sponge attached to a stick. That did the job. All right. It's, uh, it's ingenious. The, the tool was called a tesorium, and it sat in a bucket of salt water or vinegar water between uses. Lovely. So, so if you run out of toilet paper, people, grab a sponge and a stick. <laughs> That's all you need. Sponge and a stick together. Need a little bit of vinegar to, to soak it in afterwards. Oh, of course, or salt water. So for or those of you out I mean, of the hey, coast, yeah. you've exactly. got it. Perfect. So, 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 Adam, you're from the the land of brotherly love. Yes. Um. So yes, I am. I have found a bunch of random facts about uh, your home area. So let's okay. S- let's see. Um. If you know about these facts. Um, All right. Uh, Philadelphia is a city of firsts. Um, it, of course, it hosts America's first birthday, but also started the, um, the country's first daily newspaper. Adam, what was the name of that newspaper? Uh, was it the Philadelphia Inquirer? It was the Philadelphia Packet and Daily Advertiser. Oh, I was way off. <laughs> but at least it started with Philadelphia, so I'll give you that one. Uh, yeah, I, I got part of it. <laughs> Um, it's also home to America's, um, to another America's first, uh, America's first zoo. Oh, Have okay. you been to the zoo in Philly? I have been to the zoo in Philadelphia. Yes, uh, Philadelphia Zoo. I went uh, on a field trip in fifth grade. Did they also take you to the, um, the, the, the first hospital over in Philadelphia, too? No, they did not. Well, it it was the the first medical school, and one out of every six doctors in the U.S. is trained in Philadelphia. Boom. I did not know that. Uh, Wow. What about the Walnut Street Theater? Have you been to the Walnut Street Theater? No, I have not. It is the oldest 
um, continually running theater in the English speaking world. Wow. Which was That's owned really cool. by uh, by a famous individual who has an even more infamous brother. Do you know about an infamous Philadelphia uh, native from the um, theater? Popular in the mid-1800s? No. Now, so the, the, I'm, sh- I'm sure I'm going to know it as soon as you say, oh, you are. As as you say it, though. The, um, <laughs> the theater was originally owned by Edwin Booth, uh, John Wilkes <laughs> Booth's brother. I was kind of thinking that, and I'm like, no, really? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in, in 1946, it also became home to the first general purpose computer. How much do you think that computer weighed in 1946? 1946, the first general purpose computer? Like for like just the general public? or I'm going to Google it right now. General... Purpose computer 1946 and it's called ENIAC. Uh, it was a giant brain, so a general purpose digital computer, so it could do multiple things, not just one. Got it. Okay. Um, so how much do you think it weighed? God. I don't know. Two tons. I'll give you a hint. It's as it's as big as your apartment. Ugh, gosh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Figured it'd be large. Um, it's probably more than two tons, huh? Just a little bit more than two tons. A <laughs> um, uh, hundred tons. Let's split the difference. It's 27 tons. Okay. 27 tons. Wow. It's massive. So apparently and, Philadelphia and, and, is also um, a big, massive deal when it comes to art, um, yes. specifically for outdoor art. And uh, uh-huh. people are now are calling it the blank capital of the U.S. What type of outdoor art style do you think they're talking about? Um, graffiti? You're correct. It's murals. Murals. Okay. You have graffiti, murals, tomato, tomato. Yeah. Same, same, uh, depends on who you ask. Same type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there are quite a, quite a few. I mean, there's a lot of just rundown buildings in Philly, so. But you can it turn kind, a rundown building into something good. pretty if you just add a bunch yeah. of art to it. Yeah, Exactly. You could also um, turn a small thing into something bigger by adding a little bit of wings to it. Yes, Philadelphia is home to the Wing Bowl, an eating contest that draws at least 20,000 people to it every single year. Have you ever been to wow. the Wing Bowl? I have not ever. I've never been to the Wing Bowl. So if, if you and I go there, we'll have to go to a Flyers game and then to the Wing Bowl. All right, I'm in. No, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of hockey. Uh, I won't know what's going on, but I'm in. I'm not either, but it's an it's a necessity. I mean, I mean, we could also go to a Phillies game, I guess. If, I, mean, I know baseball better than I know than I know uh, hockey, but I, I'd be down for either one. I guess it depends on the time of year we would go go visit. <laughs> yeah. When when, when 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 does the Wing Bowl take place every year? 
let's find out. The beautiful thing about being accessed to the computer at all times, Philadelphia, Philadelphia has an A in it. It does, yes. Two A's. <laughs> Two A's, yeah. <laughs> let's see. The Wing Bowl takes place at the Wells Fargo Center. Oh, wow. wow. Really? Yeah, it takes place the Friday before the Super Bowl. Oh, my. Huh. Whatever. So then I guess we'd have to go. I guess it'd be a Flyers game then. Hockey's going on around that on around that time, isn't it? Uh, that's yeah, it's February. Yeah. Yeah. So we could definitely do a hockey game. (laughs) All right. Mm -hmm. I'm in. Um, yeah, but, but the, but the last one got canceled, um, after 26 (laughs) years because the time for doing so felt right after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. That's fair. So Uh, I I wonder if they'll continue to do it or not. That was, that, that, that was like one of the best days in my life though, watching the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Being a Lions fan, I, I don't so know what that's like. So, so tell me, Adam, how does it feel <laughs> I, to have I, your I, team? I didn't know what it was like until that year. Uh, it, oh man, it was just the entire year. Like Carson Wentz was doing amazing, and then he got injured, and we were all just like, "Crap!" Well, there it goes. There goes our chance. And um, Nick Foles steps in, and in the first few games, he doesn't do very well, obviously. He's been sitting on the bench for half the season. And then he just starts killing it. And, and our, our defense was, was, like, number one that entire year. It was amazing. They, they just did so good. And just every game we kept winning, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, we're actually going to make it to the Super Bowl this year. Um, and we've made it to the Super Bowl a few times, and we choked every time. So I didn't have high hopes. But – Watching the game, it was such a close game, and then they 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 played the, they they threw the Philly special, and you know got that touchdown. I was just like, oh my gosh! I'm like, we could actually do this, and it just you would just kept going and going, and then I think there was, I think we got an interception, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's it! Like, we just have to hold on to this ball for the next like two minutes, and we got this, and then like the game ended, and I I just jumped and cheered. I, ha- I was wearing my, I wear my Eagles hat. I threw my Eagles hat across the room. I just I was so excited. I was just so freaking happy. That That's awesome. I'm, I'm super, super happy that you got to experience your team winning after a long time of just s- sort of wins. Just sort of wins. We, we, we've, we've been divisional champions quite a few times. We've made it to the Super Bowl a few times, but never actually gotten a ring. And uh, it, it was it was a it was a, a really really cool experience to be able to actually. I, I wish I could have actually like been there watching it. I mean that would have been even better. But just watching it on TV was it was it was amazing. Nice. And you were watching it down down here in uh, Central Florida when it happened. Uh yes. Unfortunately, it would have been even better if I was back home watching it. Uh, you know, with my friends and family, we're all big Eagles fans. But I, I had some friends down here that uh, are, are Eagles fans as well, so we were. Watching, you know, we, I at least had some other Eagles fans around me when the, when I was watching the game. Did you have a uh, celebratory cheesesteak afterwards? 
I wish. Can't can't find a good cheesesteak down here to save my life, though. <laughs> well, one of our last um, bit of trivia that we have here um, is about cheesesteaks. And um, they said that in 1988, the Eagles helped make the world's largest cheesesteak. How long do you think that cheesesteak was, Adam? Oh my god, the world's longest cheesesteak? Yep. Um I'll give you a hint. Ah, gosh. The Eagles helped them make it. Was it the length of a football field? It's exactly the length of a football field. <laughs> wow, what what 100 yards? <laughs> yeah, man. They did it from um, one goalpost <laughs> to the other. That's how big the sandwich was. Oh, my God. That's even more than 100 yards. It's 100 and, uh, 120. Uh-huh. You got 10 yards in the end zone, too. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, world's largest cheese steak. And then I go, oh, jeez. Wow, yep, the world's longest cheesesteak in Philadelphia was actually made in the parking lot um, of of it. Okay. Um, 480 crazy, feet. Still... 480 feet, my goodness. Yeah. Yep, my... it, it was done by Steve's Prince of Steaks and um, Amoroso's Bakery. Oh man, and Amorosa rolls are just that makes a cheesesteak. Just like the bread makes a sandwich, and the Amorosa rolls are just so good. This was done about uh, so five years ago. Wow. Okay. So, so when you, um, when you used to live up north, where would you get your cheesesteaks from? So I'm not actually from Philadelphia. I live uh, like an, an hour outside of Philly. I live, I'm from Allentown. Um, so, you know, the, the, everyone's always just like, oh, Billy Joel. Uh, <laughs> like, yes, that song. Uh, he's not actually singing about Allentown, though. He's actually singing about Bethlehem, but he couldn't find it's right next to Allentown. But nothing rhymes with Bethlehem. That That's fair. So I he, can't think of anything that rhymes so, with Bethlehem. No, so he's singing about Allentown, but everything that he's actually singing about in the song is in Bethlehem, not Allentown. Um, fun fact. Um, but uh, so uh, Allentown has quite a few different cheesesteak places, but the, 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 the best one, and every time I fly home, uh, as soon as I get picked up, it is uh, my very first stop. And if, if, if I don't go directly there, I go home, drop all my stuff off, and then go pick up a cheesesteak. Um, it's from the Brass Rail. <clears throat> it's uh, a, a local restaurant back home, almost kind of—it's almost like a diner. Um, and uh, you know, if you eat in, you can get you know typical like diner foods. They got you know like chicken parm and spaghetti and, and stuff like that. But then their takeout section has you have hot dogs and cheesesteaks and. Uh, chicken wings and stuff, and the cheesesteaks from the Brass Rail are just so good. Best in the Lehigh Valley. So I always stop there first thing whenever I uh, fly home to, to visit my family. So, so what do you think? Um, so how is it different from uh, like Philadelphia's cheesesteaks then? Oh, all right. Here we go. 
Um, <laughs> uh, so, have you ever had a Philly cheesesteak? Have you ever been to Philadelphia and had like a traditional I Philly cheesesteak? I have never been that far. Like so, so like the farthest um, into Philadelphia or sorry Pennsylvania I went into was Center Hall. So over near Penn State area. Okay. Because All I, right. I which I which I went over in into that area because that's where one of the largest um one of the largest like out outdoors um areas were and so that's where I did an Elvis gig um for one of these like <laughs> yeah. outdoor state fair sort of things. Okay. Um so like a, a traditional like a, a traditional Philly cheesesteak is going to be uh, the you, you slice um, was it prime rib is that what they use some sort of steak I don't I don't exactly remember what what cut of steak they end up using um, but you slice it real thin you cook it on the grill and then you just kind of tear the the steak into like quarter sized chunks basically. Um, and then, depending on what part of Philly you're from, you either use Cheese Whiz or you use provolone cheese. Um, and I, I prefer provolone over Cheese Whiz. Cheese Whiz is just weird. Um, but they I'm use, not a fan uh, of Cheese Whiz. Uh, it's it's not bad. You know, it, it, it's it's fine. But I I prefer to have the uh, you know like the provolone cheese because it's. Uh, you know, it's meltier. Well, not meltier. The other one's melt meltier, but it's got more consistency. It doesn't just kind of soak into the roll and disappear. Um, so there's actually and, some uh, some texture and flavor to it, as opposed to just yeah butter, pretty much. There's, pretty much, there's 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 substance to it. Um, and then the, the the cheese whiz is just it's just uh, it's messy. It's just real messy. Um, but they typically Amarosa, the Amarosa Baking Company, um, makes steak rolls for all of Philly, pretty much. Like it, most Philly cheesesteaks are on an Amarosa roll. Um, but in Philly, most of the, the so most of the, the the rolls that they use are a harder roll. Um, so you got like you know quarter sized chunks of steak torn on the the grill, cheese, and then you know in the roll and um, you could use you get it with or without onions. I prefer with onions. So then you put cooked onions on it, and there's your cheesesteak. Um, and they're usually a little, little bit larger too. You usually get like you know it's almost like a foot long that you would you typically get for like a ten inch steak steak roll um, that you would get uh, into Philly. Um, back home in Allentown, though, um, every steak place in Allentown does it pretty much the same way. It's very similar. Um, they use a softer roll. Um, so it, it doesn't have the, you know, the crunch that you would get from like the harder rolls that you would find in, in Philly. Um, it's also only like a six inch steak roll, but instead of tearing the steak into chunks, you chop it up and you get a lot finer pieces of steak, almost like you were like cooking ground beef and the ground beef you know, breaks down to like little itty bitty pieces. It's kind of what you get back home you know, from chopping it on the grill. Sure. Um, and so, you know, there's less 
kind of tearing when you bite into the cheesesteak. When you bite into a Philly cheesesteak, sometimes you get, you know, a big piece of a steak that's still in one half of the roll and you just kind of tear it out of the, the steak roll. Um, you don't really have that back home uh, because it's, you know, a lot finer chopped. Um, and then most places back home will put onions and a red sauce on top. What's uh, in the with red pickles. sauce? Um, it's almost like a marinara sauce. I'm honestly not a fan. I always get it without uh, the marinara sauce. If I get any sort of sauce on a cheesesteak, it'll be from Yakos, and I'll get their chili sauce on it. They don't do a red sauce. They put their chili sauce on instead. Um, but otherwise, I tend not to get the sauce on the cheesesteaks from back home. I'm not, not the biggest fan of adding the red sauce onto it. Um, it's still really good, but that's like the major difference from a cheesesteak in Allentown and a cheesesteak from Philly is the, uh, they, they don't put any sort of sauce on their cheesesteaks back in, in Philadelphia, but every place in Allentown will put this red sauce, you know, some sort of red sauce on it, usually like a marinara or something, not quite marinara, a little different. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't typically get it, so I'm not a hundred percent certain what it is. Um, but they'll all put pickles and usually cherry peppers on the cheesesteaks as well. Now, cherry peppers or banana peppers. Most places you put cherry peppers. That's what I was going to ask. What, uh, cherry peppers, banana peppers are pretty much the same thing? No. Um, so banana peppers are a really mild pepper. You, you, know, you eat a banana pepper. It doesn't have a whole lot of spice to it. It's not as hot as a jalapeno. It's, you know, it's it just, you know, it just has a little bit of kick to it. And that, that's about it. Cherry peppers are a lot hotter. Um, there's two different colors. So you can get green cherry peppers and red cherry peppers. They always come together. Um, and are you talking the, about a pimento? No, they're, they're, uh, the pimento peppers are it's probably about the same heat as a pimento pepper. Um, but it just has a different flavor. Okay. Um, so the, like the green cherry peppers are the hot ones. There's like no real flavor to it. It's basically just heat. You, you bite into a green cherry pepper, you just you just start sweating. You're just like ah. Um, the the red cherry peppers are sweeter, so they still have the kick, just not as much as the the greens. Um, but they have a sweeter flavor to it. So whenever I go to the brass rail, I tend to ask for the peppers on the side, and I specify just the red cherry peppers, and they'll just grab a handful of red peppers and put them on the side for me because like I. Don't eat the peppers on the sandwich. I like to munch on them on the side. Huh. And if if I'm gonna munch on any sort of on either of the two, I'd rather the red over the green. Okay. Because they're they just they, they're they're more flavorful. It's not just you know burn your mouth hot. It's you know it has some sort of flavor to it as well. Sure, you want taste over spiciness. Yeah, I mean I, I like the spicy. There there's have been a few times where. My mom would like look at me after I eat some cherry peppers. She goes, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine," because the heat's just like taking it out of me. And she's like, "Are you sure?" She's like, "Don't eat them." I'm like, "Nope, nope, it's good. I'm, they're tasty. They're fine." <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, whatever you say." <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, as I'm just there, like you know, I'm, I'm just like crying, sweats just like dripping down my face. <laughs> yeah, my um. My, my my dad and, and my and my uncles uh, used to have these like um, these pepper tasting competitions. They they'd, they'd okay. always go over my my aunt's house and 
and you know it's it's kind of a a, a macho thing like like oh I can do it I can do it um, uh-huh. and, and so you know my my dad and his brother they're they're, they're they're brothers they're they're competitive it's 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 what they do uh-huh. and so um and so they would each have a pepper and just um, like like one would just eat it but like not where the uh, the seeds are all at and he'd be like all right your turn and the other one would have to finish the the, the pepper and so he'd get the one oh, with gosh. all the seeds yep he get the spot with all the seeds in it and so oh, it, no. it's 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 a constant like 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 proving just like how like like you can do it like it's a, it's a challenge it's a dare but also it's uh-huh. a it's a brother picking on a brother at the same time <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah because the seeds are the worst part <laughs> and, and then so my my mom's brother um he would um like eat anything spicy anything ridiculous back in the day nowadays not so much but so then um like he'd just eat the pepper whole look at the two guys and be like what what, you, what what's up dudes <laughs> no problem whatsoever no, nothing he just didn't phase him one bit no, because he would just eat like the the spiciest and most ridiculous most ridiculous things um, ever. Because you know, oh, when, when you're in your thirties, uh, uh, in twenties and thirties, you can do that. But once you reach your fifties, uh, uh, you can probably you nope, don't want to do that anymore. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm I'm very surprised. So like my dad can't really eat. Uh, peppers like he used to. And he he likes cherry peppers, but he can't really eat it. My my pop up though, um, we would always go to the brass rail when I was growing up uh, every Saturday for uh, dinner with my grandparents. And um, if my dad ever got like a cheesesteak or something, or I got a cheese cheesesteak, he'd give the, so, like the, especially the green peppers. He'd give them to my pop up. And at this point, my pop up's in his eighties, and he just goes to town on them like they're nothing. Oh sure. Still, and you know, you know, and my dad is just like, I don't know how you can still eat those because they just run right through my dad. My dad would, you know, take one bite and just be like, oh, nope, and have to go. <laughs> so, so maybe your pop pop would something. eat them like in his teens, and had like destroyed his uh, his taste buds and gotten so used That's, to it, and so like it's, it's kind of, he can't feel it unless he gets them really hot. Uh, it's kind of what we were thinking. We're like, can you even taste those anymore? Like, does it bother you? Like, like, do you even notice it? <laughs> and so, because he just it, it didn't phase him. I guess the moral of the story, if there is one, is uh, let let the old man enjoy the things that make him happy. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> uh, so, so speaking of things that that could make you happy, I have gone on Yelp uh, during our conversation. And have found okay. a list of ten cheesesteak places um, in the Orlando area. Ooh, all right. According to Yelp, um, the the top five cheesesteak places. Um, we'll go with uh, number five. It's called Arts Sandwich Shop, and it's um, over on the west side of Orlando, like the Horizons West area. Okay. Um, their their big rating is sometimes you don't need a uh, procedure or anything, but a really good sandwich. It gets overlooked. No frills. Great food. So, you know. Um, we also got a Philly's Best, which is number four, over in Hiawassee, 
So it's like a couple miles from that one. It's in the business district in Orlando, which is a, it could, there are some food trucks from it, from Philly's best. So they might travel. So I, I know that one. Okay. I've actually had that. I've, I've had them before. They, on my, uh, so on my one, uh, college program, they brought in food trucks into the area. And that was one of them. Philly's best. Yeah. And I, and I tried it and it actually wasn't that bad. I actually, I completely forgot about them. I, I once had this, um, speaking of, of food trucks as a quick di- divergence. Um, I once had a Chicago Philadelphia, like, um, cheesecake mixture thing. I'm bringing it up right now. Brie, huh. Cheese steak, not cheesecake. Chicago, Philadelphia, cheese steak. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, food truck. There we go. Um, they're not going to bring it up. Oh, here it is. Food truck. It's called Chai Chai Fi. Huh. C H I F A P H I. It was a combination. Oh, sorry. Here's how it's actually pronounced. Let me go back. It's pronounced, um, yeah, Shy Fi. I was correct. Um, it's, it's a right. restaurant in downtown Orlando that has a combination of Chicago foods and Philadelphia food. So I once had their um, blend of a cheesesteak. Interesting. Okay. It, it was pretty great. So if anything. I, I would definitely be willing to try that. <laughs> we, we need to go out and try it. You and me together. It should be a good time. Heck yeah. So, so rounding out these top okay. three, we got a Daniel's Cheese Steak House, which is also a burger and brunch place, which is over n- closer towards where I'm at. Um, okay. La Spalda, which is a north of Orlando at Lee Road. Huh. Probably over in Leo's area. And then Loading Zone Probably. Philly Steaks, which is downtown. That's apparently the number one cheesesteak uh, restaurant in Orlando. Ooh, all right. You know what? Maybe next time, if it's downtown, maybe next time I go to like uh, uh, an Orlando City soccer game or a Pride game or something, I'm in that area. I'll have to look for it. Or we could just skip it all together and do like a Chicago, Philadelphia thing instead. Or we can do both. Both in one day. We should do both. <laughs> all the cheesesteaks. So so while we're uh, winding down here as we've reached towards the end of our episode, we normally um, end a podcast by asking people um, the question of the week. What do you think it should be? Something about uh, cheesesteaks maybe? Yeah, let's keep that topic rolling. So ask people um, what's their ideal cheesesteak or what's their favorite cheesesteak? Yeah, or like favorite cheesesteak topping. There you go. Favorite cheesesteaks toppings. Cheesesteaks toppings. Well, there you go. Well, thank you very much for joining us on this adventure, sir. You got it, Ryan. Thank you again for having me. Oh, it's awesome. We, you know, we we've got time. We might have to do this like next week again. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've got nothing going on, and by then I'm gonna be probably like 
you know, scratching at the walls or something, just, uh, you know, trying to find something to do to get, you know, get out of the house because, <laughs> you know, nothing's open right now. Oh, totally. It's, it's a bit chaotic. So uh, we'll have this podcast to, to, you know, get people relaxed and calm while they're waiting out this apocalypse, as I'm referring to it as. <laughs> That's about as close as it's probably ever going to get to an apocalypse. Nice. I'm just waiting for um, the Umbrella Corporation to, you know, step in. (laughs) I come storming in. (laughs) And that's who who is it? Uh, Was it Kate Beckinsale? No, that's that's not. Is that who it is? Who plays? uh... She's. Who's the actress? Kate Beckinsale is the one from. um, She's the one from Underworld. So Resident. Oh, okay. Evil is. I'm getting there. Resident Evil, the movie. I bet people are screaming at us. <laughs> Probably. Why don't you know this? Because her Why name is... Uh, don't know me. Uh, what? Mia Djokovic. Ah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. So Ryan knows, but any of you that don't know me, I'm not the biggest movie buff at all. And they joke around at work trying to find movies that I, that I know. Yeah, it's kind of a game at work. I mean, like, hey, have you seen this? And it's like, nope. Have you seen this? Nope. So I guess maybe next nope. time we'll talk about movies that you've actually seen. All right. Uh, Nate found one yesterday. He made a he, he made a, a reference to uh, Million Dollar Baby. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, he said something about like you know if if I'm ever you know. Um, like, you know, paralyzed or whatever, you know, become a, you know, pretty much like a vegetable or, you know, whatnot. Um, he told Sam, like, just pull the plug. And she's like, I don't know if I could do that. And he's like, oh, fine, I'll do, go million dollar baby on you. And I just, I just look at him and went, you're going to bite your tongue? And he went, you get that reference <laughs> over anything else? He's like, you've seen that? I'm like, yeah. He's oh. like, that's so obscure. I'm like, hey, you should be proud of me. That's great. <laughs> Th- that is is amazing. Yep, that's what we're going to have to talk about in our next episode. Uh, so for those of you who are, right. who are joining us, um, if you'd like to join in on our conversation, any conversation pertaining to um, this, that, or whatever, you can always do so by sending us an email, didyouknowryano at gmail.com. You could tweet at us, did you know Ryan-O, or or you could check out the Facebook page, did you know with Ryan O. Uh, thank you once again, Adam, for joining us on our adventure. Of course, Ryan. And, and for those of you, uh, for those of you out there, uh, we hope you had fun. We certainly did. Um, from all of us here to all of you out there, we hope that you find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan O. We'll see you next time.